Welcome to Rebel Health Radio, bringing the best in alternative and integrative medicine to your ears. Well, hi, um, it's Patricia here, and this is uh, the second in my updates on microdosing. Um, microdosing iboga, which is a, a bark. It's actually a root bark. I wasn't sure in my first video what it was. I checked it. It's the bark of the root, which is stripped and then chopped. And then you put it into little capsules and you take it like a supplement, basically. And you're taking about a tenth of the dose that would be required to give you a hallucinogenic effect. So that's why it's called microdosing, obviously. Um, and yeah, some interesting things. The first week, um, I was very nervous, I have to say, really nervous. I didn't want to flip out, feel really weird. I can't bear feeling weird. Um, that's why I don't I don't do drugs of any kind, really. Um, I, I don't like the distortion of reality. That really freaks me out. Um, but actually, that hasn't occurred. Nothing like that has occurred. Uh, it's been very gentle. In fact, I'm I've worked up to the full dose now. In other words, not not the full full dose, but the the full microdose because I was doing half the microdose because I was so nervous because I know how sensitive my system is to what other people would consider a, a small amount. My my system will react really strongly. So, but I'm up to the full dose. Um, I started by halving it and having it sort of you know in the morning and then. The second time I took it, I did the morning and the lunchtime. And now I've just had the, the full dose in the morning with my breakfast. Um, it was fine. I can't tell anything at the moment. Uh, but yeah, so how's it been going? Well, the first thing I've noticed is, unfortunately, not so positive. Um, my hot sweats, my night sweats came back. So my age, of course, I'm, I'm postmenopausal. And that's something I've battled with for like, oh, I don't know, five, 10 years. No, not 10 years, probably five to six, six seven years. Ever since I turned 50, about 51, um, I started to get menopausal symptoms. And for me, they were hot flushes in the daytime, firstly, and then those stopped. And then it went to just nighttime, which, of course, is very linked to the liver. If the liver is overburdened. It's going to have to deal with everything that's coming through the system plus uh, hormones as well. So that's often why you get night sweats. And I managed to knock that on the head. I found the perfect combination of things that work for me and none of the usual um, natura, naturopathic remedies work for me. So, but what I found in the end was a, a detox liquid called root out uh, plus a gut restorer called Iron Gut. And those two together seemed to get rid of the night sweats. And I was just, thank God, because now I can sleep through without having to get up and change sometimes twice a night. Can you imagine having to change your clothing because you're, you're soaked through every night? That's how it was. Um, and so I, I was just released when I found that. But then something to do with what the aboga is doing brought that back and so I was a little bit like this is going to make me not want to do it because I don't I it's just worse than not having whatever positive effects it could have for me 
if I can't sleep properly, I'm, I'm not going to benefit. So I was a little bit um, nervous again of what to do. I didn't know whether to stop. But what I decided to do in the end was take an extra day. So I took an extra day uh, in between. And so I was supposed to be on yesterday, but I'm on my third dose today. And that, you know, has given my liver a break, I suppose. And, and to make sure I take care of uh, my my gut and kind of making sure I take my detox liquid and, and so on. And yeah, I was hot last night, but I didn't have to change. I wasn't completely soaked. So it's a little bit worrying. And, and the second thing that's happened, again, might sound very negative. Uh, it doesn't, I don't intend it to be, but I, it's a cold sore came up on my lip. And that's usually a really classic sign for me that I'm run down. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm basically exhausted or run down. Because, of course, it's when your immune system fails to keep the virus in check, because the virus, once you've been infected, it's a herpes virus. Once you've had it, which I had it obviously in childhood, because um, I've had them ever since I was a teenager, basically. Uh, the, the immune system normally keeps it in check. But when the immune system runs out of oomph, that's when you get the cold sores coming up. And, and that's generated a lot by stress, by um What's ever going on in your life, you know, if things are stressful, it's 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 going to cause your immune system to not function so well. But you never know what the triggers are. It's really strange because I wouldn't have said I was particularly stressed at the moment any more than I usually am. So uh, and, and discussing it with um, my mentor uh, through this process, um, she said that, you know, the wood, as they call it, iboga often reveals things that you are actively suppressing, you know? And so it may be that I was exhausted and I wasn't really looking at that. So what it's made me think is I need to book a holiday, you know, definitely have a, at least a week off uh, because the trouble with working from home and doing your own thing, you know, running your own business is you're never really off. You're never really relaxed because there's always the chance that someone's going to email or text or, or you're thinking of stuff because you're here in the environment, which is work for you. Home is work for you. So um, so I'm going to book a week, um, probably end of May. That's my plan. Um, so, you know, I'm taking the, the messages and I'm taking them seriously and I'm taking responsibility for that. Um, yeah. And what else? Uh, dreams. Oh, my goodness. Um, from really the beginning, I, I found that the dreams were really much stronger than they usually are. Uh, and I'm remembering them much more, possibly because I'm waking um, afterwards. You know, I'm waking more frequently at the moment. Um, but the dreams have all been emotional dreams about people or situations in which I have been challenged. Um the dream I had last night was about an ex-partner and the the feeling in the dream was, I really loved you. And then the next thought was, but it had run its course, it was over and it, it needed to finish, you know, which was astonishing in the dream because it was a real rev revelation. Obviously, I knew that because, I mean, I left the relationship. So, but I felt so much guilt over that for so many years. Um, because to hurt someone you love is an awful thing. It's an awful thing. And sometimes you have to do that to save yourself. But uh, when you're highly sensitive 
emotionally as I am, it makes it very difficult to make those decisions and to make them well. You vacillate, you you kind of try again and you keep trying to make things work and then you hurt the person even more than if you just said it's over. You know, a clean cut is often best in those situations. And I've never maintained a friendship with my ex-partner for that reason, I think, because I was constantly trying again and and you know causing a great deal of emotional pain for her so um so that was oh and the one before that um i had another dream oh yeah it was a ex-boss of mine but anyway she's never gonna she's never gonna listen to this so i won't name her obviously but um ex-boss of mine when i worked for the university uh I had several difficult bosses, actually. I had some nice ones in my career, but I had some difficult ones. And this lady was about the same age as me and uh, was in a position of power over me, obviously, which I find very, very difficult. Um, and worked in a very different way, very different way. I'm very, um, I'm ideas-based. I'm all about relationships, building consensus. Uh, I'm not very strategic. I'm, Strategic isn't the right word. Systematic, that's the word. I'm not very systematic. And she was a very systematic, process-driven person. And so we clashed a lot, you know, in how things should be done. And my instincts were A, and her instincts were B. And then I'd have to do B because she was in she was in control of what I did, basically. And it caused a great deal of internal stress for me. Uh, but in the dream, she was vulnerable she was crying she was shaking and I met her and I I I think I was with her and I just held her hands and I said it's okay and um I'm comforting her in the dream <laughs> how weird is that it's it's like uh something about um, this kind of connection that you have reveals to you that this person was vulnerable and that's why she was attacking me or it felt like she was attacking me. She wasn't, she was just trying to do her job, but she felt very insecure, I think. And, you know, I would say, well, you didn't tell me that. And she would say, yes, I did. And so it was very stressful for her as well. Um, it was just a horrible miscommunication. I mean, it was really, really bad. And it wasn't the only time I had that. I had another boss, female boss who was like that as well. Um, and, but this dream revealed to me that, you know, people do the best they can, but they're vulnerable too. And, and to kind of forgive more forgiveness. That's been the theme of all my dreams, forgiveness, forgiveness of myself. That was the first dream, uh, forgiveness of others and awareness now that things are moving in my life in a way that uh, I couldn't have imagined when I was younger. The thing is when you're in your twenties and thirties, you, you feel grown up. Of course you do. You, you, you're running your life, but you don't always know yourself to the depth and the sort of breadth, actually, that you do when you're in your 40s and 50s. And maybe for me, 50s, nearly 60s, you know, uh, you you have complexity of understanding. It's not simplistic. 
it's it's strange to explain. I don't know if I can get anywhere near it with words, but the sense of self matures like a fine wine or a good cheese, you know. You have complexity within that. And I now recognize so much about myself. That doesn't mean I'm perfect in any way or I respond better. I hope I do, but, you know, I'm still learning about me. But I look back at my younger self and see, you know, she did the best she could, but she was limited in her understanding of herself and the world and other people because other people don't react the way you expect them to because you're going on your view of the world always. Um, And so I think this process is bringing up forgiveness of the self and and forgiveness of the things I did that hurt people or that gave pain to others uh, inadvertently. Um, There's one other person that I'm waiting for the dream about her because she's on my mind a lot, which was a friend I had in my 30s and um, who kind of rejected me or felt like she rejected me um when she uh got together with someone you know she got married and suddenly I wasn't welcome and and it was really strange and it turns out I think um she was being influenced let's say uh but yeah she obviously had a lot of anger about me too and and it's really weird to think that goodness of intent can sometimes be misinterpreted as manipulation and I think that's how she interpreted a lot of uh, things that I did and said as I wanted to take her over or I wanted to manipulate a situation where really I just wanted a friend and I just wanted to feel like I belong somewhere and isn't that what all of us want really and it it went horribly wrong Um, so I'm waiting for the dream about her because I anticipate that one isn't over you know in the sense of in my psyche there's something I need to forgive about that because it was it was hugely painful to lose a good friend. And um, I still find that difficult. I find endings really, really difficult. Endings in any way, um, moving, ending relationships, leaving a job. <laughs> endings are really, really tough for me. I like continuity, but then I also like variety. And so it's, it's a real challenge. Uh, when you're me to to make both of those work anyway um that's kind of a summary of this week we'll see how today pans out oh one final thing oh that's the trouble with recording stuff anyway was that I'm working on my new book which was tentatively titled Misfits but I've renamed it actually because actually what it's turning out to be about is the highly sensitive person and I call it the highly sensitive uh person Hang on. Ham, no, the highly sensitive handbook. That's what I have come down to calling it. And that came to me. It was like, firstly, it came as toolkit. And I was thinking, toolkit, it's quite good, but it's not, it's not quite right. Because I'm not just giving tools. I'm talking about high sensitivity and why it happens. I mean, it's a trait, but why it occurs, how it manifests and what to do about it. Uh, and it's about thrival. It's about learning how to thrive with, with the highly sensitive trait. And then with the aboga things like that which i've been struggling with and i've rewritten it about god knows 20 times with different variants of words it it bypasses thinking and it brings you into connection with what what feels like a truth and so it was easy to come up with the title then i didn't have to use chat c g 
tea or whatever it's called. I can't remember. You know, the AI thing where you put your idea in and it come up with something. They were all quite interesting, but they weren't pithy. They weren't emotional. This this isn't a highly sensitive handbook, and it's alliterative too. So it holds together, you know, highly sensitive handbook. Brilliant. Because there's been lots of books written about high sensitivity, um, but not from the viewpoint of how that interacts in kind of health and disease. Uh, you know, it's been seen as a, a psychological imprint, but how it manifests in the body um, is really of interest to me because I'm a somatic therapist. So that's that's what I do and how it manifests. And so um, I think the subtitle, what have I called it? How to reduce anxiety and thrive as a highly sensitive person in an overwhelming world. Um, so it really is thriving and learning to enhance yourself. And of course, it's driven by my experience, but also those of my clients. My clients are the most wonderful people. They're courageous. Some of them are struggling, but they they stick at it and they come up with the most amazing ideas. And often when we're working together, I'm actually learning as much as they are. You know, I'm writing things down. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a beautiful way of saying it. So I'm getting these ideas, which I'm putting into the book as well, and which I hope to have ready. I always said I'd have it ready by the summer. We're nearly in the summer. Um, but, uh, you know, it's I'm not going to make it perfect. It doesn't need to be perfect. But it does need to be cohesive and have a flow to it. And I've sort of got the basic structure and I'm just filling that out now because um, I want this to be a special book. I want it to really hit home like The Scar That Won't Heal did um, because it's it's personal. It's not just academic. You know, you're talking about real people with real struggles learning how to enhance their own nature learning how to live well in the world and create a life worth living and for me that's my passion so so there you go um so some enhanced creativity some body uh immune problems and sleep problems but overall very positive and i'm hoping to do maybe a month of this before i i take a break and then i might switch uh, I'm going to try um, mushrooms, psilocybin, because that's a, a different revelation entirely. Every plant has a different activity with the human, a different interaction, let's say. Plants are not just chemicals. They have energy and information. Um, food has energy and information when it's well-grown, you know. So we are interacting in a completely new way with what's around us and we're learning to harmonize ourselves and that's what microdosing does and it creates a new vision of yourself and your place in the world um and it's needed isn't it so i'm just a tiny tiny part of that but tiny things can have big effects so let's see i'll i'll record another one in a week or two um which will be i guess midway through yeah all right take care everyone Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Hey, hope you enjoyed listening to Rebel Health Radio. Do subscribe and look forward to catching you soon.